to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We'll sit right down and talk a while. Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Hold up, hold up your Bible. Praise the Lord. Now everybody that's not holding up their Bible, take their hand and pick up a Bible off that seat, okay? Praise the Lord. And let's open our Bibles to John, to John chapter 12. I want everyone to open up their Bible. And I just want to ask you a favor this morning. I want to ask you to keep that Bible open for the next 30 minutes. During the scripture reading and during the sermon. Bible open to John chapter 12, beginning with verse number 9. John 12, 9, begins by saying, Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. They knew Jesus was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. Because that by reason of him, because of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of the palm trees, and they went forth to meet him. And they cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, he set thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, setting on an ass's colt. Zechariah wrote that many years ago. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. The people, the same people that followed him, therefore that was with him, when he called Lazarus out of the grave, out of his grave, and he raised him up from the dead, bear record, for this cause the people also met him, because they had saw the resurrection of Lazarus. They met him coming into town, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. They heard that he had done a miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world has gone after him. Glory to God. Can we say that today? The world has gone after him. The world has gone after him. Well, praise the Lord. I wish that was true. 
I wish that was true. As I look over this quad of this institution, I wish I could say everyone out in that quad had gone after Jesus. But everyone out in that quad didn't see Lazarus raised from the dead, did they? If you'd have seen Lazarus raised from the dead, and if they had seen Lazarus raised from the dead, they might be following Jesus, amen? But they hadn't seen that. But we as sons of God, we're called to walk by faith in what we read in the written Word of God and not by what we see, amen? We go by faith in the Word of God, the written Word of God. Backing up in these scriptures to verse 10, as you look in the scripture there in 12.10 of John, it says, But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Let's read that again. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. To me, there are two kinds of people in this world. People that hear the Word and people that don't hear the Word. Everybody has ears to hear, but not everybody hears the Word and what it says. People that believe the Word, amen? Believers here this morning. And people that don't believe the Word. There's people that receive the Word, like us this morning. We're receiving the Word. We're receiving Jesus. And there are those that reject the Word of God. Are you rejecting the Word of God this morning? Let's examine ourselves. Are you rejecting the Word of God this morning? These people, it says that they heard that Jesus was coming. Well, they also heard that Jesus had raised Lazarus. I believe they heard that he had walked on water. I believe that they had heard that he had turned water into wine. I believe that he had, they had heard that the blind had been healed by the hands of Jesus. And they were following him because of the miracles that he was doing. Because of the bread that he was the, the loaves of bread that he was multiplying because they were being fed. I believe that they were following him because of what they could see. Do you see that? Because of the miracles. They were following him because the lepers were healed. The eyes of the blind received their sight. They were following him because the dead was raised, the cripple was healed. People was beginning to get delivered from the demons of hell and set free by Jesus Christ, amen? And they were following him so that they too could be delivered from death and from disease and from destruction. They recognized that they had a need and that they needed more of what Jesus had. They needed his miracles, they needed his words, they needed his teachings, they needed everything that Jesus represented. Do you see that? They needed Jesus. So they took branches and they threw them down in front of him and they ushered the king, they ushered the word, they ushered the Messiah into Jerusalem. They ushered the word into their life, amen? They ushered the word into their life with praise and with adoration, they heard about these things, and because these things they heard about, they believed in the Messiah. They believed in God. How does faith come today? 
faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. As you begin to hear the Word of God, you build and develop faith in your mind, in your knowledge, in your intellect. Amen? In your heart, you develop faith in your heart, and then you begin to adore God, you begin to know you're saved, and you begin to move and walk and do things like you're saved. Amen? These people here had heard about Jesus, and they begin to act like what they were hearing. Amen? And they begin to run after Jesus. They begin to run after His Word. Are you running after God's Word today? Ask yourself that question. It says here, in 12, 12, 13, 12, 13, that they took branches and that they went forth to meet him and cried. It says here that they took, they went, and they cried. If you have faith in God, you begin to act like you have faith in God. Amen? If you have faith in his word, you begin to do things like you have faith in his, God, in his Word. You begin to lay hands upon the sick. You begin to do things that are a mirror of the Word of God. Amen? You begin to look and act and do things like the Word of God says for you to do things. Faith is acting upon the Word of God. These people had faith in the Messiah because of what they'd seen. Today, you're, at, you're asked to have faith in the Word of God because of what you don't see, but because of what you do see in the Word of the living God. You didn't see Jesus save you, but you know that the Word says if you believe in Him that you shall receive salvation, so therefore you believe and you receive, amen, by faith. But you had to come down to the altar and get saved, amen? You walk a life by faith today. Faith is acting upon the Word of God, and if you believe the Word of God and you believe that it works and you get into the Word of God and read the Word of God, you'll begin to start doing the Word of God. If you really believe what this Word says, you will begin to do it, and that will be faith. Faith is action. These people took branches. These people laid down the branches before Jesus. They went forth to meet Jesus. Are you going forth to meet the Word today, or are you rejecting the Word of God? How much are you in the Word of God? I bet if I could see into your heart, if I had a computer hooked up to each one of you, and your thoughts, if I could see those like uh, God could see those, I bet most of you did not read the Word this week. Yeah. How many read the Word this week? Okay, praise the Lord. We've got a Word church here. <laughs> praise the living God. We need the Word for life. We have to go forth and get the Word and receive the Word, amen? And put the Word into our hearts and get to doing the Word and acting like we are Word people, amen? We need to take that Bible down off the shelf and we need to stop rejecting the Word of the living God. And that's how faith comes. If you're wondering today why you're not walking a victorious faith life and taking authority and control over the devil, it's because you're not in the Word. Because if you're in the Word, faith cometh by hearing the Word, hearing the Word of God. And if you're in the Word, you'll have victory. If you're crawling around here on your knees begging for help, you haven't been in the Word of God because the Word is your help. Jesus is your help. That's where they went to for help. That's where they went to for salvation. They went to Jesus. 
And they went to him laying down palm trees, laying down branches off the, the trees, laying down their life to Jesus, serving Jesus, and crying out to Jesus and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna, Hosanna. They knew where their help was. Our help today is in the Word. This is what Jesus says about faith. Jesus said in Matthew 8, 13, Jesus said to the leper, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it unto you. As you believe in the Word of God and put your faith in the Word of God, that's what you're receiving. If today you're living a non-victorious life, it's because you have not been putting your faith in the Word of God. Because Jesus says that if you will believe in the Word of God, it will be done unto you. The Word will be done unto you. You will reap the results of the word. In Matthew 9, 22, Jesus said, Thy faith has made thee whole. He said that to the woman with the issue of blood. When you put faith into the word of God, it makes you whole. Amen? Jesus said that. Faith cometh by hearing the word and not rejecting the word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 9, 29, Jesus said after healing the two blind men, according to your faith, be it unto you. What is unto you today? What is unto you? Check out your life. Well, it's because of your faith. And your faith grows and develops by hearing the living Word of God and by receiving it and not rejecting it in your life. Are you rejecting the Word of God this morning? Jesus said again in Matthew 21, 21, Jesus said to his disciples after cursing the fig tree, after he went into Jerusalem, he said this, if you have faith and doubt not, it shall be done unto you. What takes doubt away? Faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by reading and hearing the word of God and developing and beginning to trust and rely in the word of God. Amen? Amen. That's how things are done unto you. Good things are done unto you. Matthew. Mark 5, 36, Jesus said to the synagogue ruler, he says, be not afraid, only believe, believe in the word of God. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus says, if thou can't believe, canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Are you receiving all things today? Have you got a life full of all things? Have you got a life full of all kinds of possibilities today? Well, if you can believe in the Word of God, all things are possible. Maybe you think it's an impossibility that you get out of prison ever in your entire life, but all things are possible if you will only believe, if you will only keep the faith. And how do you get the faith? Get into the Word of God. Receive Jesus into your life. Receive his word into your life and you will be whole. All things will be done unto you. All things will be possible. In Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, Believe that you receive and ye shall have them. Believe that you receive. We've got a sign up on the wall over there. It says, Believe and receive and doubt and do without. If you believe the Word of God and have your faith in the Word of God, you will receive what God wants your life to have. And He desires that your life be whole and full and overflowing with the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the life of God, so that He can manifest His plan into this world by bringing people to Him so that that same life can live in them that lives in you. You need to be permeated and bubbling over with the Word of God, walking in faith and being that witness and ambassador that God wants you to be in this world. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. You will receive according to your faith. 
A lot of us, I think we have the opinion that we get something for nothing. No, you don't get something for nothing. Everybody's just laying back with their hands out saying, oh, I want this and I want that, and they're not willing to do anything for it. I tell you what, you don't get something for nothing in this world. The only reason you got salvation is because something was given for that salvation, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's what that something was that paid the price for your salvation. That's what that something was that gave you an eternal home and glory. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ brought forth your salvation. That was that something that gave you eternal life. You don't get something for nothing in this day and time. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. You can't please God without faith. You don't get faith in this day and time without getting into the Word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing the Word. And you cannot please God without faith. And without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen? For God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. These people, when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, they knew their help was in Jesus. They knew their help was in the Word. They knew the Word brought salvation. They knew the Word brought help. And they were receiving the Word. As you receive the Word and don't reject the Word of God, you will move out like a mighty force into this world and you will be an ambassador of God that will bring forth deliverance to everyone that you talk to. Amen? Your life will be bubbling forth with the word of the living God. You'll receive from God according to your faith. Faith in what? Faith in God's word. You've received salvation. I believe most of you have received salvation because you believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? But there's things that accompany that salvation. It's easy to believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and get saved, isn't it? But there's more to it than getting saved. There's things that accompany salvation. There's the renewing of the mind with the Word of God. There's allowing the healing power of God to not only be in your spirit but to take control of your mind and take control of your body so that healing can come into you and so that you can go forth and preach healing into this world. Amen? The healing power of God. That accompanies salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. The bubbling forth of the Holy Spirit from your vessel. You're a temple of God. You're one of the temples of God moving out in this world. Amen? And just as in the Old Testament, the temple and the priest preached the Word, you are the temple in the New Testament, and you are to preach the Word of God that will bring deliverance into this world and free people from the clutches of Satan. Amen? Praise the living God. That's what you're to do. You're not to sit on your can and never read the Word. You're not to sit on your can over in your room and kick back and never come to Bible studies. You're to get into the Word. You're to hear the Word, listen to the Word, eat the Word. Put the Word on your heart so that you can begin to talk the Word and do your service that you're supposed to do to God in this world right now. Amen? You need to get tough with God. You need to walk in love. Inherit all the promises. Without faith, you cannot even please God. Let me tell you this. It also says that that which is not of faith is sin. That which is not of faith is sin. Romans 14, 23. It's sin. 
If you're rejecting the Word of God this morning, if you're walking in doubt and walking in defeat, brother, you're walking in sin. In sin. You are called to walk in holiness. You're called to walk in the light. You're called to walk in wisdom. You're called to walk in unity. You're called to walk in harmony. You're called to walk in the Word. You're called to walk worthy. You're called to walk as Jesus walked. You're called to walk as the apostles walked. And you're uh, chosen and called to walk as a son of God in the kingdom of God in this present age. Amen? You're to walk in it, talk it, speak the Word of God into this world. Inherit all the promises of God. And if you believe in the Word of God, you will be saved. Amen? If you believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, you will be saved. Amen? You will be saved. But if you don't believe in the written Word of God and the fact that Jesus came and arose from the dead, you will be damned, the Scriptures tell us. He that believeth shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. But it said those that believe, signs and wonders shall follow them. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands upon the sick. They shall do mighty works for God. They shall move out, as Mark 16, 16 to 21 says, and confirm the word of God that it is alive in this world, that it has nothing, that Satan has nothing to do with me, that the word has loosed me to do the works of Jesus in this world. Amen? That's what being a child of God, there are things that accompany salvation. This word Hosanna means save us, help us. Help us now, we pray. Three times in the other gospels it says Hosanna in the highest. They were receiving from God. They, were, they had such a faith that they were praising God for what He was bringing them. The highest kind of faith in this world today is praising God for having something before you actually see it. Praising God because the Word says you have what the Word says you have. Praising God because the Word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Begin to praise God that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. They were saying deliver us. They were saying heal us, preserve us, liberate us, free us. Give us perfect soundness. Rescue us from sickness. Rescue us from disease. Give us victory. Give us soundness. They were saying, help us. They were saying, give us the Holy Ghost. Amen? And Jesus later on, He began to tell them that He was sending another comforter, that that comforter might come, and that it might not only live with them, but that it might live within them. John 14, 16 to 18. That comforter, that comforter of the Holy Ghost that was coming to save, that comforter that was coming to begin to bubble forth out of them, to bubble forth the Word into this world. That was the help and that was the salvation that was coming. These people, they were walking, looking for the Messiah. They were walking and they were remembering that they got saved from Egypt. They got saved from Babylon. All through the Old Testament, they got saved from trouble. They got saved from death. They got saved from fear. They got saved from the lion's mouth. Amen? They had been saved from the battlefield. They had been saved from the wicked. They had been saved from sickness. And now they were going to be saved of their sins. Amen? Get saved of their sins so that they could begin to live a victorious life. But that was to become real to them after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
And what they were being saved from was sin so that they could begin to praise God. There's two things that happen in this world. You begin, you get saved, number one, and number two, you begin to praise and serve God. You have been saved to serve. You have been saved to get into His Word and read His Word and become the man of God that He wants you to be. You have been rescued for praise and worship to worship God that now lives inside of you and you're to dedicate your life to obeying Jesus, to obeying His Word, and to serving God. Jesus says that if you continue in my Word, you shall be my disciples indeed, and then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set you free. Set you free from the clutches of the devil. You are saved to serve God. And serving God is continuing in His Word. He's still rescuing people today. Amen? To, to, to serve Him. Psalms 119, 146 says, Save me that I may observe thy testimonies. Save me that I might observe thy word. Let me hear you say that. Save me that I might observe your word. You have been saved to observe the word of the living God. You have to receive the word of God. These people needed help, and they recognized that they needed help when Jesus came into Jerusalem. Do you need help today? Do you need help, really? Where do you get your help? The Word, the Word of God. You have been called to read and to learn and to develop faith in your heart and in your minds and your intellect so that you can better serve God in this present world. You must be saved to praise God. Amen? You must be saved. The first thing you need to do is get saved. Then praise will come forth. God doesn't save a person after he gives up his old habits first. Well, he might. The man might have enough strength to give up his old habits. But I don't see it very often. You have to get saved first and then your habits go, right? Because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. God does the work from within and He manifests Himself without. And we begin to speak the Word of God for it because we begin to bear His fruits in this world. When we receive God, then God begins to move out of us, right? And brother, if you're not saved in here today, there's no other way to be saved but through Jesus Christ. The Word of God in Acts 4.12 tells us, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby you must be saved. Nothing's going to save you except believing in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Salvation is the rescue of fallen man through Christ Jesus from all that would ruin his spirit, from all that would ruin his soul, from all that would ruin his body in this life, and translating him when he comes back again into the life to come. Amen? Rescuing him from the clutches of Satan. And if you don't receive Jesus, it says that the wrath of God is coming upon you. Jesus came to save the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came that the world might have life. But he says if you don't receive that life, it says the wrath of God abideth on him in John 3 36 you receive the wrath of God it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead you will be saved you believe that 
And we all believe this morning that Jesus raised from the dead, and we believe that we're saved, amen? So let's get the salvation part out of the way, okay? We're saved, amen? Is everybody saved in here this morning? If you want to go to heaven, if you don't want to receive the wrath of God, you need to get saved. Because the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. So we're saved now. So now we need to receive the Word of God. In John 12, 14... If you'll turn, keep in your same place there. John 12, 14. It says, They cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, he sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughters of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on a colt. These things understood not his disciples at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written. The people, therefore, that was with him, when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. It says in Luke 1937, talking about this same thing, that the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice because of all the mighty works that Jesus was doing. We need to begin to praise and rejoice and magnify God because of the mighty works that He has not only done in our life through saving us, but the lives that He's beginning to, to, to touch and to affect through us as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to begin to praise God for those mighty works. The Pharisees said here in so many words, he said, perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. In other words, they're saying, hey, we've lost. We've lost. The whole world is going after Jesus. There's two kinds of people in this world. Those that receive Jesus and those that don't receive Jesus. Have you received Jesus this morning? Have you received his word this morning? Have you received the word of God that wants to set you free? It says the world has gone after Jesus. The world has gone after the word. Has the world gone after the word today? Have you gone after the word today? Have you given your life to the word of God? Are you reading and studying and doing those things that accompany your salvation? Are you coming to Bible studies over here during the week? Are you seeking deliverance and help by going to the Word of God? They were seeking deliverance and help when they went to Jesus. They knew that He had help. They knew about the miracles, and they were seeking deliverance by the Word of God. They were living a life acceptable unto God. You know, if you're going to live a life acceptable unto God today, you are going to have to live it in the Word of God by faith. The just shall live by faith. You can't please God. You can't give up nothing. You can't give up smoking. You can't give up a life of sex books. You can't give up this, that, or any other thing that you know that's not right without having a life full of the Word. You're wondering, oh man, I need to give up this. I need to give up that. I need to not do this. I need to be better at that. How can I do it? Well, you can't do it. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. The same thing that saved you through grace and gave you the kingdom of God by ushering you into eternal life is the same thing that will keep you there. The Word of the living God. Getting into the Word. As you put the Word in and program your life for the Word, the things of Satan begins to go out. 
For by faith are you saved through, for by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, you can't give up anything. It's a gift of God. Least any man should boast. You'd be running around saying, oh, I gave up cigarettes 32 days ago. You didn't give up anything. You'd be good if you don't start next day. You'd be good if you don't light one up when you go out of the chapel. You can't give it up. If you're wondering why you can't give up smoking, it's because you had not got the Word living in your mind. It's because you're not letting the Word of God bubble forth from you. It's because you're trying to do it yourself. You cannot do it. And if you check out your life, the same ones that do the smoking, the same ones that do the cussing, the same ones that do the things that, that they're not supposed to be doing, pleasing to God and acceptable unto God, are the same ones that never read the Word of God. Because if you receive the Word of God, if you receive salvation, you begin to live by the Word, you begin to live by faith, and you have life inside of you, and you're bubbling forth with it, that cigarette is not going to be able to take one puff. Because the temple of God don't smoke. And it's just that simple. Now, I didn't mean to preach against smoking this morning, but I tell you, some of you need to consider that. The temple of God don't smoke. The only thing that goes up to God in the temple is the sweet fragrance of, of, of frankincense that, and, and uh, incense that were burned in the temple of God back in the Old Testament. That wasn't cigarettes. Amen? If you're wondering today why you've got this habit and that habit and this habit and that habit, it's because you're not looking at Jesus. There are four things that I want to tell you that you need to do. If you want to begin to give up things, you do this. Read with me in John 12, 12, 24. Number one, this is what you need to do. John 12, 24. You need to follow and serve Jesus. Mark that down. You need to follow and serve Jesus. And if you're going to do this, you're going to do it by the Word. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the carnal wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Did you know you're the much fruit of that grain of corn, Jesus Christ, that went down into the grave and died and came forth, pouring forth fruit, and you are the fruit? And if you're going to bear much fruit in this world, much life in this world, here's what you're going to have to do. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my Father honor. You've got to follow and serve Jesus Christ. Number two, found in verse number 31 and 32. You have to recognize that that devil, Satan, is defeated because Jesus came out of that grave. He resurrected you out of that grave, and you are a non-smoker anymore. You are a non-sex book addict anymore. You are a non-lustful person anymore because you follow and serve God and you recognize that only through Jesus Christ and that grace can you do away with the things of the devil. Amen? It says here in verse 31, Now shall the prince of this world be cast out, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He was lifted up and he drew all men unto him. He defeated the works of the devil. He blotted out the handwritings and the sins that were against you. He nailed them to the cross. He made a show of Satan openly. He was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. He gave himself that he might do away with Satan completely. He brought the devil to, devil to naught, Hebrews 2.14. He put Satan underneath his feet and you're the body of Christ and he put you under the feet too. Put you under the feet. He put your feet on top of Satan. Amen? Did he put you under the feet? 
No, he didn't, did he? Did he put you under defeat? <laughs> did he put you under defeat? No, he didn't. He put you into victory, didn't he? You are a victorious faith-walking Christian. Amen? But it says here, number 3, in verse 37, But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not. It goes on to say in verse 40, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. You need to read that there and recognize that you need to pray that not only you, but your brother sitting next to you will come into the understanding and to the knowledge of God and the victory that you have through Jesus Christ and only through Jesus Christ and only through his word. Number four, down in verse number 48. You need to receive the word and not reject the word of God. It says here in 48, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You need to receive the word. There's many of you in here this morning that are rejecting the word of God. You're not receiving the word of God. You are not part of that world that has gone after Jesus. Even though you call yourself a Christian, even though you've come to the altar and got saved, you're rejecting the word of God. You're leaving the Bible on its shelf where it don't belong. You're rejecting the Word of God. When you do things that are contrary to the Word of God, you're rejecting Jesus. You need to receive the Word of God and begin to act upon the Word of God and begin to do the Word of God, begin to talk the Word of God, and begin to give your life wholeheartedly to the Word of God. Number one, you need to follow and you need to serve God and meet His, meet His Word as, as He ushers it in. Amen? Meet his word right there at this written word. Follow and serve God and praise God. Number two, you need to recognize that Satan is a defeated foe, that he has defeated that turkey, the devil, that Jesus is conquering now, that he has conquered, and that he conquers in you as you come to the knowledge of it by reading the word. Number three, you need to pray for understanding and wisdom and the knowledge of God. And number four, you need to receive the word. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to salvation. Say yes to every word that is written. Say yes yes to the Bible studies. Begin to come over here during the week. I tell you what, I never have been so disappointed with some of you in my entire life. You come over here on Sunday morning, and that's the only time. You say, Charles, you're getting a little heavy, aren't you? No, I'm not getting a little heavy. I care for you. I care for you. And if you're not getting into the Word of God, and if you're not coming over and making yourself available to the Bible studies here during the week, there's 25 people that come over here during the week for a Bible study. I've seen as low as 19 in a Bible study. There's 125 people in this congregation today. Are you rejecting the Word of God? If you reject the Bible studies here during the week, you're rejecting the Word of God. You need help. You need help from the ones that know the Word of God. I know the Word of God is working in my life. It's working in Lance's life, Bruce's life, Mike's life, Mike Tolliver's life. It's working in the staff of this chapel's life. It's working in our usher's life. It's working in our deacon's life. It's working in Reverend McGuire's life. The Word of God works, and it sets you free from the devil, but you can't reject it, my brothers. If you're rejecting the study of the Word of God and you're spending more time in the TV room, on the weight pile, smoking cigarettes, the dirty movies, walking around talking trash and low riding around here, you're rejecting the Word of God. I never have seen so many people rejecting the Word of God in my entire life. I carry my Bible through the chow hall and they look at me like I'm some kind of dumb idiot. And I want to shake it at them and say, you need this Word of God too. Amen? 
You need the Word of God. And if you call yourself a Christian, you're not going to reject the Word of God. I don't care who sees me in this institution walking with the Word of God. You need to get into the Word of the living God.